Hello and welcome to the weekly Global Heartstream. I'm Gabriel Gonzalez, a professional coach, artist, and speaker who enjoys traveling the world, connecting with amazing people, and talking about the longest, most rewarding journey that you'll ever embark on, the 12-inch journey between your head and your heart. Through individual and group coaching programs, online courses, and live seminars, I teach a heart-centered approach to personal mastery, leadership development, and spiritual growth that helps people become the most loving, joyful, and powerful version of themselves. The Global Heartstream is a weekly dedicated space to help you reconnect with your heart, raise your vibrational frequency, and remind you just how powerful, loving, and amazing you already are. It's also an invitation to unify our hearts with the intention of bringing more love, compassion, and healing to a world that so desperately needs it. You can find out more about my work by visiting GabrielGonsalves.com, where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter, join the Heart Leader community, and register for my upcoming seminars. And if you enjoy this heart stream, please be sure to subscribe, like, or comment so that we can reach more people and help make this a more loving, compassionate, and heart-centered world. Hello and welcome to the weekly Heartstream. I'm your host, Gabriel Gonzalez, broadcasting live today, Wednesday, April 6th, from the beautiful city of Granada. Today, we're talking about the path of transcendence. What is this path? What does it require? What are the stages? How did you even begin? What does it even mean to walk the path of transcendence? We're going to be talking about that and during the second part of our time together, as we normally do, I'll be facilitating a guided meditation to help anchor this new awareness of this path of transcendence. Before, let me take a few moments to welcome those of you who are making yourselves known here. Hello, Irene. Hello, Suzanne. Hello, Cindy. Hello, everyone who's joining us today also watching the replay. Ah, you know, in the Native American tradition, there was this belief that once the tribe or the clan gather in a circle, as they often did around the fire, you did not become fully present until you spoke your name into the circle. And so every time we come together in a circle, life circle. I normally do that. I allow everyone to like speak their name and share a little bit about themselves. So I kind of have this idea that in this virtual circle that we create here every Wednesday, your comments, when you say hello and where you are in the world and how you're feeling or having asking a question, it's also how you make yourself present in this circle. So I just want you to know how much I appreciate your comments that you leave me, not only during the live broadcast, but also afterwards, because there are many of you who this time is just not convenient for you. You might be still tied up with work or having to take care of children or pick up children from school and then always catch the replay. Hello, Danny. Hello. Welcome, everybody. Would you mind describing in just one word 
what your week has been like, has felt like so far. Uh, for me, I think if I had to be really honest, it would be interrupted. <laughs> it really has been. Ah, it's been really hard getting work done um, more than ever. There's just been all kinds of interruptions, some internal, some external. But I think a lot of it has to do with just moving into this new season and increases of activity, new projects, and then also uh, the arrival of a very good close friend next week. And so I've also been cleaning up my place so she doesn't think I'm really a pig. <laughs> you know, I'm a bachelor. I live alone. And so I kind of clean up my own time whenever I want to. But it's different when you have guests. And so I spend the last couple of days just tidying up and cleaning up. It's amazing how much dirt accumulates <laughs> when I'm not in the habit of like cleaning up consistently. Oh, goodness. Hello, Emerald. Welcome. Hello, Jean. Ah, Cybernos or Cybernos. Uh, Cybernos. All right. So please forgive me if I'm murdering your surname, your last name. Hello, Emerald. Lovely to have you here. Always appreciating your your comments that you always leave every time you watch the messages. Um, I don't really have any announcements at this moment because as some of you may be aware of um, the two programs that I had been promoting over the past few weeks, they launched. And I'm very happy to report that uh, it's been really amazing. This past week, we started the new Heart Warrior training program with some really beautiful, amazing participants. We have people from Canada, Austria, Slovenia, uh, the U.S., of course, uh, and Venezuela. Can you believe that? we got people in Venezuela. And something that uh, I may or may not have told you, but uh, I've also started now to facilitate my group training programs in Espanol. And uh, this past week, we also began Corazón Guerrero, which is the Heart Warrior version in Spanish. And we also have people from Venezuela, from Florida, from Spain, from the Canary Islands. And so it's really amazing to, uh, yeah, to be working with such a special group of people and supporting them on their journey of heart awakening and, uh, and sharing all these different tools that I have been putting together over the past 12 years now into this framework that I call the heart leadership framework and you can think of heart warrior as the the boot camp okay like the intense training that you do at the very beginning to get some tools get into shape you know get back get your heart back into shape and strong uh, and and begin to walk this path and initiate uh, what i call the the cleanup actually this topic of the cleanup and waking up is very relevant to today's conversation about the path of transcendence. You know, many people have referred to this path as this path of spirituality, the path of spiritual growth, the path of illumination, the path of personal Christhood, the path of, or the way of the Buddha, right? The path of spiritual transformational, transformation, personal transformation, a spiritual evolution. My goodness, like, you know, every day somebody goes out and, 
copyrights <laughs> your name for what ultimately our avatars have described in essence the way to god the way to god and as you know there are many ways to god all right many ways to the sun um and the path that i teach the path that i follow the path that chances are the majority of you also follow is the path or the way to god through the heart it can be also done through the mind believe it or not but that requires surrendering the mind <laughs> so that's kind of like the irony of that path all right it's kind of like the mind has to be surrendered so that you can ultimately arrive to the heart uh but nonetheless all right for it's basically it was what um what rumi referred to the persian poet right the our job is not to find love but to remove the barriers to love so the path of the mind basically requires that you surrender the idea of duality you could say that uh, in essence a path of miracles is a path of the mind there's a great focus on thought and dissolving thoughts neutralizing thought transcending thought right going beyond the thoughts to the point of even embracing this idea that these thoughts are not real which is true from a higher spiritual perspective are not real but in this three-dimension reality they are very real okay they exist we have the capacity to create using not only the power of our thoughts but also the power of our creative imagination the power of our emotions and the power of our action welcome mara mara d mara d that sounds like a like a indune hello mara d welcome mara d guruji mara d welcome uh, hello kelly welcome kelly billings from the us thanks for being here all right so let me look at some of the words that uh, uh some of you are using uh irene says i'm irritable and self-reflective mm -hmm. uh what else irene says it's hard to do trust and surrendering yep uh, irene says i really needed to hear this uh i'm not sure where you're saying what it is that you needed to hear but obviously it must have been something that i said so uh maradi says she's a puerto rican sending love from coco beach oh my god i am so jealous it's still very uh cold and wet this past few days here in granada yeah so this month we are entering in into a new topic as you know i focus these conversations every wednesday on a specific theme for the month and this month because it's also the month of Eastern, and it happens to be also the month of my birthday. Uh, my birthday is on the 17th of April. Um, it always signifies the birth of something new. You know, with that also obviously comes the, the equinox and then the arrival of spring. And, um, and so it's incredible it's an incredible, and or no, the rest of the word I wanted to use was not incredible. It's an uh, 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 auspicious, there we go, auspicious time to be talking about the path of transcendence because I think what a better example of this path of transcendence than the actual life and works 
of whom we refer to as Jesus, the Christ. Let's not forget that the Christ was not his name. It was a title that was given to a man named Jesus. And this title, in its original Greek, meant the... Um, the uh, sorry, the the anointed one, okay, the anointed one. That's what Christ means. What happens in my mind? I had to go back to the original word, which is unjire, right? The Christ means he who has been, he who carries in essence the the essence of the divine. So, just like Buddha, Buddha is also a title that was given uh, to this incredible master. And the name Buddha means the awakened one. All right. So now what they ultimately taught was a way to God, which is why Christianity for many, many hundreds of years was actually not called Christianity. It was called the way. You know, when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life, what he was saying was that he is the example. And guess what? Buddhism was also called for many hundred years before it became Buddhism. It was also called the way. It was the way of the Buddha, the way of the Christ, the way of the anointed one, right? The way of the awakened one, the way of God the way to God, which is really what these two great avatars taught. One, in the case of Buddha, spoke about the way to God through compassion and through kindness. And the other one spoke about the way to God through unconditional love. Okay, and so what we are in essence talking about when we speak about the path of transcendence, we are talking about transcending what? Our humanity, our duality, our own self-imposed limitations. That part of us, which can be referred to as our own human creation. What's our own human creation? Well, everything that pretty much we acquired from the moment we awoke to this reality trauma we'd receive as little children, the programming we'd receive from our caretakers who began to tell us it's not okay to do this, but it's okay to do this. This is bad. This is nutty. You're a nutty girl if you do this. You're a good little boy if you do this. And then little by little, all these different parts of the personality began to be amputated and the little self with a small s began to be programmed. So there is emotional programming we receive from our parents. There's conditioning that comes from society. There is this indoctrination we receive, yes, through the media, newspapers, governments, politicians, schools, uh, religious associations, each one trying to get us to buy and, and accept and embrace their creed, their belief systems and all of that. So we end up then getting to this age full with all of this information, all this programming, all these repressed emotions and wounds and everything. And most of this, paradoxically, 
gets in the way of love, gets in the way of unconditional love, compassion, and kindness, gets in the way of that greater aspect within you that is infinite, that is eternal, that is, in essence, your own holy Christ self, your own Buddha nature. In the Vedic tradition, it's called the Atman presence, the presence within you of the Atman, of the Holy One. And so every tradition is spoken about the same thing, the way to God, but obviously my way to God, all right? Not your way, my way. And so what we want to do is just simply see it as one destination, different ways. None of them are wrong. In fact, they're all right because they're all very valid path and worth pursuing and perfect for the people that choose it. So there's no right or there's no wrong path. There's just the path that resonates the most with you, the path that feels right to you. Because here's the thing. I believe that we are ultimately the souls that have been moving through lifetimes of incarnation and experiencing our journey already on the way to God. And we have been life after life learning difficult lessons, mostly about love or mostly about God, because God is ultimately love. You know that. And so your sense of feeling at home with a specific tradition or particular way is not new in this lifetime. Chances are you had already been walking it for different lifetimes or incarnations. Okay, so it's very natural then that depending on your culture, depending on your upbringing, depending on your soul's inheritance, right, you will gravitate towards a certain teaching, towards a certain group, and it's great, and that's wonderful, and that has to be celebrated because the truth is all the path will get you there. If you're willing to follow in the footsteps of that master who basically is already there, because we can safely say and know and declare that Jesus the Christ is there. So is Buddha. So is Krishna. So is every great and amazing ascended master, saint, teacher who has walked these paths and has laid led kind of like a, a trail on the snows for many of us to follow it. All right. Important thing, what I believe matters the most is that we see it for what it is. There are different pathways to God and that yours, mine, and I can say this very safely because you're here, is the heart. Okay. Regardless of what you call it is the path to God through the heart, the path to our divinity our divine essence through God. That is the path of transcendence. And the path, as I was saying a little while ago, what it requires more than anything is to let go of all the things that are not that path, to let go of all the blocks to love, to let go of the bitterness, the anger, the resentment, the judgments, like all those things that get in the way of love. 
which is why it's also referred to as a pathway of surrender because it requires that you're in a constant way of being where you are using every opportunity, everything that happens to you as a way to let go a little bit more and let go a little bit more and let go a little bit more. That's what it means to let go and let God. It doesn't mean like I'm just going to like let go and not do crap <laughs> and just go to sleep. Well, sometimes that's what you do. But my point is what you're letting go is your own idea or your own attachment to an idea of how something should be or how someone should be begin to align more with the with yeah with the natural rhythm of life which is another way of saying the natural rhythm of god because god is life in the ancient vedic russian tradition if any of you guys ever read the books uh, of anastasia and the ringing cedars um had been to being south africa once when the um, when the author, not the actual author, actually not the author, but the guy who translated the books into English, he was speaking about ancient Vedic um, mythology. And in, in Russia, in the ancient ways of Russia, the name God literally translated as the cycles of nature. So what our ancestors, our Russian ancestors referred to as God, they were speaking about the cycles of nature, which is another way of saying the cycles of life. So the path of transcendence, it's the path to God, the path to love, the path to kindness, the path to, to compassion, but ultimately the path of transcending our little human self broken limited uh conditioned right condition uh human love is conditioned by nature which is why we often talk about unconditional love to differentiate it from human love that says i love you if i love you if if you also love me, if you stay married with me, if you if you do what I <laughs> what I want you to do, then I love you. We all know that kind of love. And it's neither good nor bad. It's just our human love. And it's more than okay. Let's not pretend that it doesn't exist or that we should completely forget it. The problem is that, as I said, it limits the expression of love, just like you would limit the flow of water if you start putting conditions on water. And so the more we let go of these preconceived ideas, the more we let go of these aspects of ourselves that get in the, get in the way of our own divinity, what begins to naturally happen just on its own, the path begins to reveal itself. Now, this path has primarily four stages, and this is going to be the topic of next week's conversation but i'll go ahead and tell you what they are so that we can prime the pump and begin the conversation from now they are the exact same stages of the hero's journey and they're also the exact same stages of the life of jesus the christ what are the path what are the four stages of the path of transcendence well they are first crucifixion, 
Resurrection. I think I may have started, um, I may have started, uh, sorry, I may have started wrong. I was just going to say, I'm running out of, I'm running out of, I'm running out of, out of stages. All right. So let me backtrack. Please delete what I just said. Let's start all over again. The four stages are first, baptism. That's where the life of Christ, that's where the work of Christ begins. The second stage is crucifixion. Now we're on the right track. The third stage is resurrection. And the fourth and last stages is ascension. Okay, so just very briefly, think of baptism as the initiation. It's the moment when you decide to now to embark on this path. And that is where Jesus the Christ work in this world where his ministry then is initiated the moment he is baptized. And this baptism can happen in many different ways. And our traditions specifically speak about two ways, baptism by water or by baptism by fire. Next week, I'll tell you the difference between those two. So we must initiate then, cross the threshold, as Joseph Campbell would say, into the unknown to eventually know that on the path, parts of us are going to die. That's what the crucifixion represents. And what are the parts of us that are going to die? It's all these human parts that I've been speaking about, all the things that you have been holding onto, you have been attached to. For you to be, for be, for you to be reborn into this spiritual self or the spiritual identity or this divine aspect of yourself part of the human has to be surrender has to be let go of not all of the human but think of it as the part of the human that thinks it's god the part of you that wants to control the part of you that wants to manipulate the part of you this very limited wounded broken condition that part has to be surrendered and it's it's surrender, then guess what happens? And there's a resurrection. There is now a an opportunity for something new to be born. Right? To think of it as like the lotus flower, that's what it represents. Out of the mud, which represents death, the bottom of the lake where is murky, the seed begins to grow, and suddenly whew, something beautiful is born out of what appeared to be darkness, all right? The entire philosophy of Buddhism could be, or it's in fact encapsulated in, in, this, in, this, um, in this metaphor, which is referred to in Buddhism as the Lotus Sutra. It's there. And then finally, after that, then after the resurrection, then there's a process of ascension. What that basically means is, you're elevated to a new way of consciousness. You're elevated to a new awareness. You're elevated to a new way of seeing, perceiving life, relationships, uh, yourself, right? And it happens, again, as a result of having risen. Because the more you are willing to go through this process, which is why Jesus said you must be willing to die in me a thousand times. Well, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but that was the essence. You must be willing to die constantly not necessarily in him, but in his nature, the way he kept dying over and over again, right? Being reborn, 
you will go through the exact same process every year. Part of you is going to die. Every part of you is going to be reborn. And with each birth and rebirth, you're going to be ascending. In other words, you're going to be rising in love. You're going to be rising in compassion. You're going to be rising in kindness. And that is the essence of what ultimately is about. True salvation is not arriving at some physical place we're going to call heaven when we die. But true salvation is basically salvation of the self, of the duality, and therefore of the world. To you begin to see things from a completely different perspective. You're safe, in essence, from yourself, your own ignorance. You're safe from your own ego and other people's egos. You're safe from your own limitation, from your own woundedness, from your own um, desire for self-destruction and everything else that it basically is not you. That's, and as a result, you move into love, which, which is why we could even say that salvation is, in essence, the move into unconditional love, which is, I would dare to say, is the purpose of Christianity is the reason why Jesus the Christ came, led, leading by example of what it means to live in the realm of unconditional love, because that's what his teachings ultimately were all about. That's what true salvation is. When you say, you're saying, I am, I've been saved. That's what it means. You've been saved from ignorance. You've awoken to a realm of unconditional love. And you begin to see from that space the innocence behind everyone. You begin to see your own innocence. You begin to see the essence of things. And that's what it means to, in essence, to see with your heart. Because your heart is that part of you that can see and feel the essence of things and of people. So with this as a... Um, as an introduction to this month's theme of the path of transcendence, I'd like to invite you to join me now on a 20-minute process to awaken this inner Christ, inner Buddha, inner aspect of yourself. I don't care what you call it, but what I care, and that's my job here, and that's what I'm dedicating my life, is that you awaken the love, the wisdom, the power that lies within you. Because it's true that the kingdom of heaven lies within you. The salvation, therefore, is something that happens within you. If the kingdom of heaven is within you, salvation then is an inner shift in awareness and consciousness. I invite you now to find the most comfortable position you can possibly find right there where you're at. Taking a moment to stretch if you have to. <sighs> Let out a yawn. And take three deep inhales with me. Let's begin. Deep inhale. Letting go of any unnecessary tension accumulated during the day. And once again, deep inhale. And one last inhale. 
Ah. Would you please imagine that somebody's coming and tickling now under your chin? Would you please put on a smile? Yes. Irene, put on a smile, Emerald. World of Abundant Resources, Amanda, Geraldine, Julie, Mara, Kelly, Joanne, Danny, Suzanne, Cindy, and those of you who are choosing to remain in silence, put on a smile. Because a smile softens your face. softens your heart. And now gently bringing a hand over to the heart chakra, the energetic center in the middle of your chest. Take a few moments to, in silence, listen and feel your heartbeat. Please begin to breathe now into that heartbeat. Directing the breath right there to the middle of the chest, almost as if you could breathe through the heart. Breathing slow, deep and evenly. So that the inhale and the exhale are approximately the same length. you're breathing in and out of the heart, allow your mind to wander. Stay present to all the thoughts, physical sensations and feelings that may arise. Welcoming everything into this heart of yours. Almost as if you were offering your heart to every thought, sensation or feeling. with the awareness that these are your thoughts, but you're not your thoughts. These are your sensations, but you're not your sensations. These are your feelings, but you're not your feelings. 
who you really are, is this space, this container in which all these things are rising and falling. Think of yourself as a beautiful park where there's children and your thoughts, your feelings. You're like little children. Some of them are mischievous. Some of them are playful. Some of them are serious. But nonetheless, just like the children are not the parks, but they are in the park. You could therefore say that you're not your thoughts, you're not your feelings, but they're moving through you. And that therefore you don't have to believe every thought that rises from within you. Therefore you don't have to act out every feeling. You can remain in this heart center space within you. Like the caretaker of the park who watches the children play and smiles. In the name of the Father, the Mother, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Holy Christ Self, the Buddha nature, the Admin presence of every person here today and speaking on their behalf. I connect and unify my heart to the infinitely loving heart of God, knowing that where God is, I am. Where I am, God is. That my heart is the heart of God beating inside of me. My breath is the breath of God breathing through me. For my life is an expression of both my divine parents and my earthly mother. I recognize that I am made out of the substance of the earth, the elements of the earth. As I also recognize that I'm also made out of the substance of my heavenly parents. I am both human and divine. In the name I am that I am, I appeal to the divine essence within me. And I call out to God and I ask for an immediate amplification as much as heaven's law will allow the divine presence within me. Let God be magnified inside my heart. Let the Buddha's compassion amplify in my heart the unconditional love of the Christ. Fill my heart with the radiance of Krishna 
fill the totality of my being. I am the heart of Christ, the lotus flower, the castle of Brahman shining in me. I am my divine essence now being amplified. I am the radiance that is the light of God shining in my heart chakra, in my throat chakra, in my brow chakra and my crown. I am the radiance in the heart of God shining in my heart chakra, in my solar plexus, in my sacral chakra and my root chakra. I am the radiance in the heart of God shining in all of my chakras and energetic centers. I am the radiance in the heart of God shining in every cell, restoring the harmony within my physical body, my mental body, my emotional body, and my causal body. I let the radiance in the heart of God now restore the harmony, amplify the connection between my heart, my brain, and my gut stimulate my vagus nerve so that there is greater communication between all systems, all intelligences. I allow this amplified, radiant light to shine all in the darkest places within me that need healing that I may heal, restore, let go and surrender of anything and everything, conscious or unconscious, that is keeping me from letting my own divinity shine. I am the radiant light of Christ shining in me. I am the radiant light in the heart of God towards which I walk. Knowing that this day I am affirming and reestablishing my commitment to walk this path to God through my heart, through love. choosing this moment to be baptized in the waters of compassion, feeling compassion for myself and my humanity. I am being baptized in the waters of acceptance and forgiveness. I am being baptized in the waters that cleanse me purify me and set me free and I let the fire of the Holy Spirit now burn through all of that which no longer serves me 
all of that which limits my self-expression, my abundance, my prosperity, my health, my well-being. I let it all be dissolved by the power of the sacred fire that is the Lamb of God. Lamb of God who washes away all sins, all imperfections. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on my family, my friends. Have mercy on everyone in the world who is experiencing pain, suffering, who is being affected by war, disease, hatred, poverty, hunger. Lamb of God who washes away all ignorance, disease, and sense of death, cleanses, purifies. That the living Christ within each and every one of us may shine supremely. For this, I give thanks, declaring my heart the sacred temple of God, sacred temple of love where I turn to each day, where I come to be purified. I give thanks for this. Asking that this prayer goes out multiplied and amplified on behalf of all of God's children, that God and only God may be glorified. And so it is, and it is so. Amen.
Lamb of God who washes away all my imperfections. Have mercy on me. Fire of God that purifies. Purify me. Light of God that heals. Heal me. Love of God. Transform me. That I may see and experience life with new eyes, with a new heart. That I may rise into a new level of awareness the way Jesus did, the way, the way Gautama did, and the way every great avatar, saint, or guru who has attained a high level of consciousness has. And we do this through our hearts, through the path of love, in a way that is perfect and ideal. Thank you. Amen. now our return to the full awareness of our time together. Taking a moment now to check in with ourselves and notice how we're feeling right now, this moment. Opening our eyes and how are you feeling? it's within your possibilities, would you mind just typing in one word that describes how are you feeling right now in this moment? Hmm. I know some of you are still hanging out in that space of joy an unconditional love that we can access through the heart. Ellen, welcome. Ellen Curio says, filled with so much love and gratitude right now. Thank you. Tina says, hopeful. Mary Rinaldi, you're here. Welcome. She says, thank you. Are you feeling thank you? <laughs> Mara says, smiling, peace and love and light. Suzanne Lucero Ryan says refilled Kelly refresh. Suzanne says connected. Geraldine says uplifted. 
Amanda, energized. Susanne says, I am. That's my best feeling. That's my favorite feeling. Irene says, like impurities were burnt off because they have. Joy. Uh, Danny says, thank you. <laughs> Tina says, lol, thank you. You're welcome. Yes. Yes. Um, one of the topics that um, that will be, or the themes that we'll be discussing over the next few weeks. Next week is going to be about the four stages of the path of transcendence. I will be speaking. I'll be speaking more about those four stages that I mentioned today: baptism, um, crucifixion, resurrection, and ascension. Another, the following week after that, we're going to be talking about this concept, this idea of the Lamb of God. Where does it come from? What does it mean? How can you actually use it and apply it in your meditations? How you can how can you call call it forth and benefit from its fire? Because it is the fire that emanates from straight from the heart of God. And the ascended master tradition is referred to as the ruby ray. It's associated with this color, obviously, ruby, red. Okay, so um, we're talking about, in essence, the blood of Christ is another. It's another. Think of these. These are different symbolisms to, in essence, refer to the very same thing. Lila, welcome. Thank you for being here. Um, she says, thank you so much, Gabs. I'm feeling so calm and peaceful. Okay, great. Wondering. Wonderful. Wonderful, baby. Wonderful. All right. Well, we reached the end of our time together. Can you believe how quickly time flies when you're in hard time? Yeah, when you're in hard time. When it's hard time, time flies. All right, my beautiful friends. Thank you so much for um, being with me today, for keeping me company, and uh, for being part of this international web of heart-centered people who are committed to coming together in the middle of the week on a hard day, as I think it was Cindy that said it last week, for the purpose of connecting our hearts, lifting our vibrational frequency and, and radiating this light out also to a world that needs us so badly. So it appears sometimes that we're doing this work for ourselves, but the truth is that we are also here doing it for the world, for we know that when we heal, we help the world heal. When we raise our vibrational frequency, we help raise the vibrational frequency. Why? Well, because everything is interconnected. Everything is energy, and your heart generates the largest electromagnetic field within your body. So by you raising the vibrational frequency of your own heart, because of what you're doing, you're raising the vibrational frequency of your home, the spaces around you, and therefore the people around you. That's also referred to as the Maharishi effect. That's why Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world, because it all starts with us. Be the vibe, be the vibration you want to see out in the world. It's another way of saying the same thing. Exactly, Irene, for the collective. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, I wish you all a fantastic week ahead. Wherever you are in the world, remember to please take care of yourself so that you can take care of others. And as always, I send you all my love from my heart to yours. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for joining me in this week's heart stream. I hope you're walking away feeling more connected to yourself and your divinity, to the planet, to others, and to all of life. Please be sure to subscribe so that you can receive notifications about upcoming broadcasts. And if you would like to sign up for my weekly newsletter, join the Heart Leader community, or register for my upcoming trainings and seminars, be sure to visit my website, gabrielgonzalez.com. Until the next time, please take care of yourself so that you can take care of others. And as always, I send you all my love from my heart to yours. Bye for now.